doesn't matter how long you psych yourself up before it. You're not prepared. Still gonna suck. Hey, everybody, and we're back. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I'm not either, but um, we've signed up for this. Now we have to do it. Disgusting. Hello. Come on. Sorry. You want to start over? Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, we can't do that. Oh. I'm so tired. Sorry. Uh, I don't want to do this. You, you can't say we, that on here. Yeah, you can hey. because... We're, hey, guys. We want to be here. What's up? It's out of our hands now. I mean, if there wasn't such a insane demand for this, I mean, they're beating down the doors. Shut up. <laughs> 76. Telling us to stop. Last episode had 76 listeners. I mean, at this point, what more do they want from us? We have to keep going. Next time, it's a machine. It, 56. It's, it's operating it on its own now. We're, and we've lower, lost control of the whole thing. And lower. Anyway. Anyway. We are back. Hey, we're back. I think we missed a week by the time this comes out, but you know. Yeah, we did. We took a we break. We got stuff going on. I mean, we got hello. kids. Okay, wait, hold on. We need to figure out who's speaking first because you keep cutting me off, and this happens every day, all day long. Not just on this podcast, by the way. I can't get a word in. Here's how a regular conversation goes with a, a human being. Okay. One person talks, and then that person stops. The other person speaks in that silence. He doesn't stop. And you don't speak in that silence. He doesn't stop. And it's real bad for recording something. So if I'm not going to let one second go by. If you're not going to jump in. You have to. Okay, guys. This is my last one I'm doing. Bye. And when I said test your mic. I did. And you said I'm not speaking any louder than this. You're talking so much louder than you were. I had to just turn it down. Sorry. It was going through the roof. Because I'm angry. Jesus. Well. Uh, okay. Yeah, guys, this is not like a Saturday afternoon after we slept in and got breakfast. Um, this is like after a nine-hour work day. This is a I'm Tuesday. I'm on fumes. I got nothing We're left to give. I'm super tired. So. The kids are at my parents' house, um, and we we figured, I think Tuesdays are, are the recording days, right? Sure, but any day during the week is real difficult because it's like at the end of the day for us, and it's like I'm my mind yeah. is basically pudding, so you're not going to get anything out of me. That's uh, I mean, it's going to be great. Not going to get anything anyway. Okay, see, there's the dig. See the subtle <laughs> passive aggression that we just don't have time for. I'm kidding. Um, first and foremost, let's just see since I just. He's looking through a notebook notes. right now. We did get a couple of emails, literally just a couple. Take poop. Did that. Um, okay. Yeah, I wanted to say thank you because we did get way more listeners than we thought we would. Yeah. Um, and maybe compared to others, it's nothing but to us. It I thought nothing. it would be like 15 to 20, and it was way more than that. So that's cool. And thanks to the Very people cool. who were given honest feedback which i didn't expect either mm -hmm. um a ton of people were like this is cool do more and i was surprised by that because i thought it would be like hey great attempt but maybe you find another avenue <laughs> yeah and most of them they were might people say that, that later on yeah most um most of the people who chimed in were people that know you and are already super supportive of anything you're doing but <laughs> thank you guys um, thank you andy Thanks. Yeah, so... Thank you! 
Okay, sorry, just had rude. to... Excuse me? I just asked if you were recording. And I said... Nothing. He just pushed record and, I, and then went to talking. <laughs> yes. See what I'm talking about? Yes. No, I had to turn and the air also, off. We had to pump the room floor air. Let me paint you a picture. Air. Shut it. Let me paint you a picture. He has a notebook full of topics that he wants to go over. He hasn't shown it to me. I don't know what it says. I'm left in the dark. Good night. It says leave her in the dark. So we've, we've done number <laughs> one. No, it's... This is the problem with trying to do this when we do is like I get a lot of ideas or thoughts or um, topics I want to sort of have a say on you know and then but it, that will happen on like a Thursday afternoon so then it's like okay make a note and we'll we'll bring it up Tuesday and mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time in the car at work you know I'm on the road a lot so I have a lot of time to think Word. and I'll give my whole like 15 minute um, pitch about the thing that to me sounds really at least thought provoking or slightly insightful. And I'm like, that's perfect. I should say that on the thing. Sure. And I make the note and you don't want to do it word for word because it's like a don't a, word for word. No, because there's like the problem with right, like do overwatering an idea. Like it's better to make like a bullet points on it or an outline than to write down exactly what you want. Because mm-hmm. I've done that a lot too on something. I've written verbatim, like, I'm going to say exactly this. And then when you go to deliver it, it's all wrong because you're in a different headspace now. And so that doesn't work. So I tried to make notes, just little bullet points. And I'm like, I'm going to get back to this come time to record. And now I look at the note and I'm like, what was I, (laughs) what did I want to say about that? I don't know. What did you want to be saying this whole time? Exactly that. That's verbatim. And hey, guys, I'm still here in case you're wondering. Have you? There's lots of podcasts <laughs> where one person will talk for minutes on to- at a time. Good God, wake me up when you're done. <laughs> I'm we got kidding. a huge Evanescence fan in the house. No, yes. not me. Blake. Our daughter, Blake. But wait. That was a play on the wake me up inside. I don't want people to think I'm that scatterbrained that I just pulled that out of my ass. You said wake me up inside, and I said wake me up. And you said, well, I said Didn't save I say wake me, me up when you're done? I don't know what I said. Someone should wake you up then. This needs to be cut out and redone. All right. Anyway. Wait, no. <laughs> shut up. Hey, shut up. Can you Here do we go. Timestamp. I can, but I won't. Go no, ahead. No, no, you will. Okay. Pretending to write a note. Um, go. Pause. Did you push play? No, I hit record. Do you want me to start it over? What? No. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was saying that we that this weekend we're doing something cool. Our the kids are going to be spending the night at my parents' house for the first time ever. Well, hopefully, and we'll be at a hotel. Yeah. Speak um, about that. One block up the street, which is well, the far enough is for be me. One block up the street, but who cares? It's still. A place that we don't have to clean and that doesn't smell like a butthole. And wait a minute. What place smells like a butthole? Our house. Oh, my God. It does. Um, it just so if anyone stinks. wants to come over, <laughs> now you don't. Um, Everyone's invited. No, you can it make the stink. hotel room smell like a butthole without having to clean it up. Leave it to someone else, which I feel terrible about. 
I feel so awful. But, um, you know, farts be lingering. <laughs> Your farts. Uh, no, it just smells like a big butthole plus a shoe. You doubled down on the butthole thing. It's not that bad. And it's your shoes. It's my shoes, but it's your butthole. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> pause. No. Okay. Um, true. That was funny. But yeah, it's this will be our first. It'll be the kids' first time away from home for the night. We've never done it. Well, we tried to do it one time a year ago or maybe more. It didn't even get out of the driveway before we... No, that's not true. Metaphorically. Well, that is true. <laughs> like, we weren't even I think on the we went back there we at, back. like, nine or something to get them. Because I kept texting my mom, like, how are they doing? How are they doing? How are they doing? Three times. More than that, but I didn't want to keep going. And they were fine, but I think I just got a little bit like, oh, no, are they going to be, like... Ah, because they're so rigid with some things that it just makes me nervous. The closer it got to bedtime, the more worried we were that if it doesn't go down the way My they like whole thing, it. yeah, was they're kind of rigid with all that stuff, but I didn't want them to not sleep that night and then come home and then continue oh, right. that. I, I didn't want them that. to be like, oh, we're not going to be sleeping at home anymore either. <laughs> that was that a huge suck. fear until like a year ago. It was yeah. like, don't interrupt their sleep no matter what because... Well, specifically Blake, because she's the one that has always slept through the night since she was like a year old. Uh huh. And um, it was always known that like, especially kids on the spectrum like that, if... Oh, do it, pe- we haven't even said. Oh. Go. Say. No. Say. Say what Words. you need to say. Um, um I'm going to... We'll get into up. it in a second, but basically, <laughs> very rare that kids will sleep through the night so if they do and they have um you know uh what do you call it Uh, a routine they stick to if you disrupt it you know in any way and it throws them off we were terrified she wouldn't get back into it or it would forever like throw her off yeah and then she would be up all night and then we would be up all night and then we would just be dead yeah just a fear of like making things worse by changing things it's because it was so intense at one point that, like, sleeping we knew we had in the bag for them, you know? So we didn't want to have that be gone either. Does sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure, it does. And um, and then, of course, we didn't try to do anything um, ourselves because we just felt guilty about it, which we touched on No, but I think this, week, this weekend we are going to... Because I already booked... A hotel room, like we said. It's only like a block away, basically. It's still in the same city. Obviously, it's a block away. Come on! Okay. <laughs> That's gonna... <laughs> God, that... <laughs> that was loud. I'm just looking at I the I know. Thing. Guys? Um, but it's not a weird thing. We're just probably gonna go no. and relax. Don't try to make it weird. What weird? I the don't know. Night? People get... Shut weird. up. It's Here's what we're gonna do. Or I've already asked you, what do you want to do? Maybe a movie and um Oh, I'm bringing the Amazon dinner? Fire Stick. I'm talking about going somewhere. Go see a movie, go to dinner, or we could go bowling, karaoke, get wasted somewhere. <laughs> I've never been wasted. You haven't been wasted in over 15 years. Have another baby. No, I got wasted last summer with my friends. Remember? Oh, I didn't get that's home until like on two the cucumber or three in the sour beer. My mom night. 
the cucumber sour yeah, beer. Yeah, the cucumber it's sour really beer. It's really good. Okay. Um, We're off topic, of course. Which what is? What was the topic? Um, Just saying what Parents we're doing. Night. Parents night. Um, something I wanted to get into at the beginning that we skipped over, but let's just Excuse do me. it now. Just already got to um, retract some statements from before. Um, Go. Remember when we talked about the whole friendship thing? Oh, this is when I was saying people oh. were giving us feedback that was unexpected and yes. super cool. So like a friend of mine um, who I didn't expect to listen to it, not because he wouldn't Are if I asked him. Are you talking about who I think you're talking about? Yeah, my friend Steve. Oh, yes. I, that's who I thought. Um, he's super busy dude and like doesn't have any free time to do anything, but he listened to it anyways and was like saying how fun it was to listen to and maybe that was because just because he knows us but he thought it was cool and said we should keep it up and keep doing it because he wants to keep listening and uh and we're and gonna it do sounded, it for him You're even though it wasn't like polished or professional in any way any semblance of the word but um he said he liked it better that way and i thought oh that was super cool that he did that so thanks to him for saying that and then so maybe i was being a little harsh and by the way i wasn't talking sure. about him when I was going off about how friends, having friends suck, before he was the one friend. This that is I had. A, just a apology to to people to who might friend. have good experiences with friendship <laughs> groups, which I'm noticing now is probably most people. They didn't mm -hmm. grow up in a volatile friend group where it's like, if one person has an opposite opinion, just slightly, like that movie was great, and one person goes, I didn't really like it that much. We don't speak for two weeks, which is kind of the situation I grew up in. Jesus, we're going on <laughs> but, a tangent um, here. This is a whole nother episode. So anyway, yeah, he's super cool. And he was the guy that I was talking about was being was really awesome before. And um, he just gave us a shout out and said, keep doing it. So I was like, that's really cool. It kind of makes me want to do it more too. But Not me telling you. I was just going to say, but the main <laughs> thing was like, even though I'm not performing this, whatever, nearly the way I want to, like I just can't string words together once it's time mm -mm. once it's go time sure um it's still fun and i appreciate you forcing me to do it because i tried for like two years to do something on my own and i would record something listen to it and delete it from existence so no one else could hear <laughs> it because i hated it and this is a good time and i appreciate you pushing me to break out of my comfort zone and kind of because, you know, I've been the same rigid way about things for so long that I have had to just kind of <laughs> make a uh, conscious... Just got to put yourself out there. Yeah, hey, you know what? Oh, like, my God, you're welcome. Yes. An active um, intention choice to change for the better, to try to be happy mm -hmm. or happier. And it's working. But you kind of like mourn your old self some even though it's like you're in a way better place it's like you still hang on to like well my identity was this for so long that you kind of don't want to let it go or like your old interests aren't too much of an interest anymore but uh it's a change and it's for the better so right on again you were right again good god that was long-winded you are so it welcome, wasn't long sir. i was watching the I thing it was like two like minutes it was so long that's just because you're sick of hearing me speak <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure everyone else listening is like, I don't know who this guy is. I just want to hear her talk. No. So go ahead. I, I don't, don't mind that. I feel the same I way. I don't have anything to say no. other than sure. I and know I say up. sure a lot. 
And I go, sure, yeah, mm-hmm, right. I, that's that's what I do on this thing. You say something, and I go, sure, right? Timestamp this. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was writing in something down. Cool. No, I was but get seriously. Into something else. Sorry. Thank you to everyone that has listened so far, and for the th- the literal three people that have emailed us. <laughs> that's more emails than I thought we'd get. So definitely, uh, I. Hey, like, you know no what? Gonna... I haven't checked it today. Maybe there's four. I don't know. I just thought it was getting back. Please stop, or um, you don't know what you're doing, or um, I'm gonna murder you if you don't stop. Same message, but the um, yeah, no, they were good. All right, well, let's see. Well, should we answer one of those emails or what? Okay, Um, I'll get into the next segment. I guess I did, yeah. You are being recorded. Thank you. We've probably got to stop talking about podcasting eventually on the podcast. It's a well, you know what? It's we're still getting used to this. It's a so trope, but it's, it's a new, it's a beginner's trope. You know, everybody does it. You got to get used to it. It's a beginner's so, trophy. You're right. I said trope. <laughs> um, when you get when we get more comfortable on it, I'm sure we'll shut up about the process. But we're still trying to fill gaps here. So yeah, we're trying to figure it out. Give us a break. Next segment. Um, so we had. Uh, our daughter Blake had to go get some dental surgery done. Okay, over the wait, weekend. no, let's rewind it a little bit further, just because in case people don't know, both of our kids have autism. Oh, so the way that we do things with them is a, a lot different. Is, I was gonna say it's a little different, but it's a lot different than a typical kid. So she had to have dental work done. Um, recently and had to go into the hospital under general anesthesia because she can't sit in a chair and be numbed up and have the work done in the office. Correct. No nitrous. No nitrous. She has, well, that's a whole nother topic. She has MTHFR gene mutation. And if you have that, um, nitrous is like a huge, huge no. It affects your body and it can make kids that have autism go into like crazy regression and it's just no so there's like a whole list of do's and don'ts that i have to give everybody and it's kind of excuse me kind of intense so so instead of being able to just yeah instead of being able to just go to the dentist and have them do some fillings and some caps you have to schedule it like it's a surgery so it's nothing like and it was almost three hours, too, of being under, which is just... That's the only scary thing. It's not like she's there because, like, there's... For me, it's not even, like, the fact that she's under. I'm more nervous about the fact when she comes out, is she going to be the same, like, you know, with, with oh, all... Oh, regressing and, or having, all like, of the lingering stuff effects. With going yeah. into her body. But she's had the surgery that. before where that didn't happen, so I wasn't really worried about that. Yeah. What I was trying to say was that it wasn't like it was a life-threatening thing that she had to have surgery for. It's something that most no. people just get done in a visit to the dentist office. But because mm-hmm. she had to be put under this specific anesthesia, that it has to be done in a hospital with an anesthesiologist and uh, the whole thing. So they go through the whole like surgical process, but really she was getting some fillings and some crowns. Yeah. Anyway, so... And she did good, actually. She, she did really came good. out of it really well, but 
um, it could be a lot worse. You know, it was sucked really bad to be sitting in that like uh, waiting room with those parents whose kids have Oof. way worse situations. You know, mm-hmm. that could have been life threatening. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But I mean, based on the looks on some of their faces, it definitely was more than just getting some feelings. It's just a terrible thing to see all the parents in there just like so vulnerable and looking like not really scared, but just like you can tell that they're just antsy, you know, because waiting, you know, that if you're there, that. You're there. It's yeah. happening. You know, like you always yeah. want, oh, it, it would be terrible if my kid had to have, you know, um, a, something bad enough to where they have to be having a surgery. And then you're there and it's actually happening. It's like this thing that I've been terrified of is now real. So now it's almost surreal and you don't know how to act. It's like it, you don't feel like it's real because even though they're in surgery, you're sitting in a waiting room and Wally's on the TV. So it's like, what is really happening? It's like, it's a trip. But luckily, she was fine and hers was not, you know, too serious of a thing. But um, And luckily, she didn't struggle coming out of it too much. She was just kind of groggy. But, I mean, she came home and took a nap and it was over. Yeah, she was totally fine afterwards, which was really good. And, and that's what we're going to talk about is like, having to see your kids struggle is like the worst like especially with ours they you know like she like amanda said they have um autism and so like they struggle with little different things every Mm -hmm. day that to us have just become normal yeah if you saw another kid if you saw your kid suddenly one day dealing with these things these things you might think oh geez like they're having a rough time but for us it's kind of just like that's just Every day. Yeah. Like that's... I totally forget about it until we are around other people and other kids. And then I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Is that how, like, typical, quote, unquote, normal living right. is? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I can see how people can, like, go away or, like, let their kids do sleepovers or, you know, yeah. not mm-hmm. be so, um, so hands-on all the time, which we've actually right. been able to really relax with that the past year or so because Mm -hmm. the kids have been improving so much but still it's like you get the best way to get through a day is to have a routine and get in a pattern so like even if the kids are like progressing out of needing to do something like you're so stuck on autopilot to get through that you forget you can pull back on those things right but the crappy thing about that is like blake loves routine and So so does olive but Olive is very inflexible right now. Like, that's one of the things we're working on in therapy. So, like, we constantly have to change it up with her, which she hates. But we have to do it just because she is so inflexible with everything that we kind of, we have to push back on that to, to help her more. It's almost the opposite of what yeah, you would do with a, a typical, yeah. neurotypical kid. Blake and Olive are so opposite to, on, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus, every level that it's just, like, very exhausting. They're anomalies. But again, <laughs> what I was so, trying to say, yeah. though, is with them, it's almost you're doing the opposite of what right. you would do with like a normal neurotypical kid because you would typically want to try to get a kid on a schedule and a, um, a routine, you know, because that helps them with organization and uh-huh. everything. But 
with our kids that they get kind of like entrenched in a routine and it actually makes them like rigid and holds them back. We actually have to try to force them to break patterns and routines and do things differently. And so, but for me, I'm so much that way too. Like dinner's at this time, brushing teeth is at this time, bedtime's at this time. Right. And I will have to tell you sometimes like, Hey, we need, it needs to be a little bit more lax with the schedule for them. And I'll say what's so much easier like this, but that's what I was saying too. Like we, kept doing the thing that was working even when we didn't need to be doing it anymore that's why it's been seven years and we've never gone anywhere (laughs) like our last trip or vacation was our honeymoon right yeah um don't quote me on that i won't wait no (laughs) maybe before blake was born before kids definitely but no we've went places before i mean we've gone and seen family on holidays but that's like you're not taking days off work. That's a holiday. And you're driving up there. And, you know, it's not it's not vacation by any means. It's, this it's is, yeah. exhausting. <laughs> but right. anyway, so this was all to get to having to see your kids struggle and, like, the ways that people, you know, raise kids. I mean, there's no way to know what to do. But, like, for the old adage that, like, you know, letting them struggle and, um, having to compete and lose and not suck it up. Well, Builds yeah, character. I yeah, I don't want to. Well, that's. I don't think that's we're dealing the with... attitude for a lot of yeah people, and that doesn't work with every kid. Um, it it doesn't work. It de- t- definitely depends on personality of the child and it's what motivates them. So, like I I struggle with that too because I want to like do everything for them just out of love, you know. Too much. <laughs> But also be like, well, if, if they can't tie their shoe and it makes them mad, but they learn how to because they don't want to be frustrated anymore, that's good. But the old adage of like, well, for example, when I was a kid, like I never responded or was motivated by um, like a coach that screamed, mm-hmm. you know, which some kids do when you scream at them. Or when they're being screamed at, it motivates them to, oh, I don't want to get yelled at anymore, so let me, you know, yeah. improve. But for me, it would just um, destroy me. And I would just be like, well, I, this person clearly doesn't want me want me here, so I, and I don't want to, now I'm humiliated and embarrassed and I can't move. I'm So I'm afraid of letting them struggle because I don't, want it to destroy their spirit like it did me because like it could build character for some kids and I've seen it build character in kids where they get like the harder their the parents and the coaches and the teachers are on them the more it motivates them to rise to the occasion mm-hmm. for me personally it was like I was a super super sensitive kid and I'm still a highly sensitive person now so like the slightest bit of criticism or like uh what do you call it? Resistance mm-hmm. is just, I feel like, Oh, well, if you don't want me here, <laughs> clearly you don't. Cause you're yelling at me or you're telling me I'm not doing it good enough. Well then just let someone else do it because I'm clearly not good enough to be here. Or it's, yeah, it's character building for some, but it's soul crushing for others. So and all I of see it very much. Yes. I see too. it in our youngest daughter. Who's so I'm like, I want her to learn things and be able to be self-sufficient and independent. But, um, I know for her, since she's my kid, I know I was that way. Like there's a 
very thin line where this could be moved from motivating to just debilitating and crushing. And the same with Blake, like just the other day when she was just like something happened, it was so minimal, but like she started crying and I was like, I don't ever want her to have to cry about something. Was it when she wanted you to go into her room? No, it was something she was trying to do and she couldn't do it Mm. or, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, Olive is very, very, extremely, very sensitive, like to the, <laughs> to the max. Just very, very, very sensitive. I'm worried. I'm not worried, but it, kids are just an experiment. Like you have no clue what's gonna happen when they're right. adults. And so, I'd rather them be. I don't know. I'm just. I can only base how they'll react to something based on how I would react. When I know it might be not the best way. It might be to I don't know I might need to zoom out on it more but to me my experience is I don't respond to that so I'm not going to do that to them so if I'm doing a little bit more hand holding to get through something and in that way their spirits are kept up and they're don't feel shame or humiliation or fear to like you know be themselves and whatever and if they're soft (laughs) Who cares? I don't. Life's not I a competition. There, there's no award at the end of life for who was, you know, the most. I don't know. My throat is jacked up. I'm sorry. Jacked up on throat. No, I agree. Completely. What were we talking about? Well, I had a point, but then I lost it. So. Olive is extremely sensitive. Blake is as well. Olive is more, though. But also. Olive is very sensitive, but also she's like a monster as well. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant by their anomalies. Kinda, yeah. Cause like, so you have Blake who, um, I mean, if you want to get into these antiquated, like stupid gender roles, but for the sake of the argument here, like Blake likes to wear t-shirt and shorts. I mean, she loves dresses too, but like she's definitely like a, I'm on t-shirt and shorts, but, um, she cannot stand pants. Don't ask her to wear pants. She won't do it. I mean, she'll do it, but she will roll the pants up to her knees. She just doesn't. She wear doesn't pants. care about her clothes or like no. what you would quote unquote call girly things if it were 1970. Um, she doesn't care about any of that. Crap. But she doesn't like like roughhousing or getting dirty or like anything like that. Now, Olive always has to be in a princess dress and high mm-hmm. heels, but yeah. she loves to wrestle and punch. And like get bloody and bruised and dirty and I don't know about bloody, but, but uh, she doesn't get bloody. Okay. But then Blake also loves to get covered in dirt. Well, she yeah. loves to like get head to toe in dirt and then is um, disgusted disgusted by, by the fact that yeah. she's covered in dirt. Mm-hmm. So like they, you can't pigeonhole them. It's uh, it's great. I love it. But aren't you just so interested in our kids? <laughs> <laughs> Because I gotta admit, I don't care about anyone else's. Oh, that's <laughs> harsh. I'm just trying to be funny, but I don't care about anything really. No, too I'm too tired. tired. Hey, we're both extremely hey, tired. Hey, hey, hey. Sure. <laughs> um, it's not going well. What? <laughs> the podcast? Yeah. Wait, you just made me speak about it again. You just said it's not going well. Yeah. You're not supposed to I talk about it. I broke my first it. rule. My one and only rule. 
Should we do the emails? Oh my God. What is that? All right, emails. Let's see. We got one from Jessica. It says, I love the new episode. Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to know how you guys manage to parent and run a business. Well, that's more for Amanda. Also, how do you manage working and still have the energy to hang out with your kids when all you want to do is be lazy? Thanks, Jessica. <laughs> um, how do you manage to parent and run a business? Somehow I manage. Not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you just find little, little um, bursts of time throughout the day, I guess. Like um, Blake is in school. So that is good because I can kind of get some stuff done. But Olive is not in school yet. She's still at home, but she um, has therapy from 9 to 12. So um, while I'm not in, I, I'll, I'll kind of go back and forth between like getting some stuff done and then getting in on therapy with her. And, and that's kind of how I do it. I used to um, do it at night when they were, you know, in bed and stuff, but I kind of told myself that I wasn't going to do that anymore because I wanted to have that time for, like, myself and to hang out with you and just watch TV and do whatever. Yeah. And it's it's gotten easier since they're older now. And it's a little bit different. It's not like it's a brick-and-mortar store where, like, it's constant. Right. I mean, when it's... When it's our busy time, like holidays, of course, is like insane. It's always hustle. And that, that gets really crazy. But yeah, when it's not, when it's during summer and, and stuff like that, it's it's much easier because I can kind of block out a little time during the day and get some stuff done. Because it's not like, you know, orders are popping off. Is that a thing? Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I don't help you out with that almost at all i mean like one percent when like you ask for my opinion on things or like hey the printer's not connected to the whatever what the hell's going on yeah that's just by choice though i could fold and package and whatever you want but you don't you used to help me fold and you would if i asked and i offered to get you a flip and fold but you don't like the way those fold i don't think i don't know what that is oh uh record scratch what are you talking about yeah but you like to have they don't if we used that, it would fold them bigger than you like, and they wouldn't stack on your shelves the way you'd like. So we'd have to fold it by hand anyway. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like... Moted. No. Let me just do it myself because I know where everything is, and I can do it quickly. And Angela Martin. <laughs> She's like, it, it would just... If I had to explain it to you, it would just take longer. <laughs> no, no. I meant for you helping me with stuff. Yeah, but also then, okay, so I'm in there with you helping who's watching the kids. Yeah. So like that's another thing is when you get home, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I need to like print some stuff or I need to package for like an hour and then I'll go in there and and you'll be dealing with kid shit. Yeah. The the good thing is just from my perspective is like whenever you need to work is when you need to work. So it means we're not going to I'll handle everything that needs to be done regardless and. I mean, because you've been doing it since I've been at work all day. So if I, if when I come home, I take over like all kid and house and meal and everything duties. And you, I've told you before, like you just take as long as you need, do whatever you need to do. You don't have to worry about 
Yeah, but I also feel weird doing that too. So that's well, that comes with being a good mom and caring about your family. But you know that it's all Eh. taken care of, so you don't. It's just juggling. Yeah, it's all a juggling act. It's not a balance. That I'm not very good at. So I'm not good at it. Yeah, you try to do it. I go to work. You're here. I come home. You go to work, so to speak, on whatever you need to get done, whether it's for two hours or three hours or mm-hmm. one hour at a time or whatever it doesn't matter because i try to end it by like seven o'clock and then be done and then i try not to do anything on the weekends either because i don't want to totally um how do you manage working and still having the energy to hang out with your kids when all you want to do is be lazy i don't <laughs> if i'm being honest i would mu- i Sometimes I am super lazy and I and I suck at playing with, you know, all the dolls and toys and stuff and I feel bad about that, but I don't um, know. I think going to the park helps, you know, like rather than just like I think that that kind of like boosts my energy a little bit when we like go out and do something versus get out of like the house. staying home and cuz if you're home watching the kids and then it just travels into like nighttime. Then it you somehow you you just get so freaking tired, and I don't know what it is. But when we like go out and do something, or go to the store, or go to the park, kind of like boosts your energy a little bit more. Mm. I don't know. For me, it's just. Do you feel that way? Um, basically, like I have a weird. I don't know. You can back me up here. I have just have a weird no. thing where I can just go and go, Ugh. no matter what. Like. Doesn't well, matter how depends. And I'd have to be pretty not gonna back you up on it because it can depend. It. Working all day, coming <laughs> home and wanting nothing more than to just plop down mm-hmm. on the couch and not get up till the next morning. But I'll still play with them and chase them around and be like yeah, energy through true. the roof with them, even though I don't feel it at all. I don't want to be doing it. I don't feel like doing it. I'm dead. My body is like literally physically He is much more willing this sounds terrible to like chase them around and play monster and do all that kind of stuff and i'm i'm more like oh god do i have to (laughs) and i I feel that same way because i know you feel that way but well okay now i feel bad because sometimes i don't do it but you do it every time yeah for as long as i they want to really and i just think this is hard for me because i i've been focusing on something at work that I care zero about all day and like in your mind you're going I just can't wait to get home and dive back into some things that I actually care about and then Mm -hmm. when you walk through the door it's we want to do this we want to do that we want to go here you know play this pick me up run (laughs) over here and I just think about how uh if I were them and that happened am I you know I wanted this person to come home to play with me all day long and when they came in they ignored me and just went and did whatever they did one that's being a shitty dad right to think that your responsibility or all that matters is that you worked and made money and then you came home and now your time is your own your time's never your own mm-hmm. if you want it in my opinion if you want to do it right your time's never your own so you try f- to find ways to get joy out of them have uh experiencing joy you know like that's what matters so no, I don't want to be running around and lifting Shut them up, up and uh, <laughs> carrying them on my shoulders and like chasing them and crawling and doing piggyback rides. But that's what they want. 
and I want them to look back and say, my dad was amazing at this stuff, even though he probably failed in every other category. At least he never like let us down in this way. And they'll want to be when, when we're all older and we're all peers, because that happens one day, you know, yeah. you, you stop parenting and then they just become, I mean, you're always their parent, but you, you, they become almost peers of yours and you become friends that they want to be around mm-hmm. because, you know, from personal experience, that's something that we don't really have so much, you know, in our family. It's like, right. I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but we're there. Shit. I'm winking. Yeah. The worst feeling Just is if you're it. waiting for your mom or dad to come home all day and then they just kind of blow by you and go into do their thing you know go in the garage to work on the thing that they want to do it's like well you know what didn't shouldn't have had kids then if you just wanted to come home from work and then like dive into whatever you used to be into i mean do what you want but i bet your kids aren't going to appreciate it when they're older that you know dad was never right no they're gonna it's not about never being around because people have different jobs and different uh responsibilities and they don't have the luxury of being home right all the time but when you are just give up man just make it about them like who cares like they go to bed two or three hours before you that's when i get into all my stuff which means you know what i don't get to be as into the things that i'm passionate about as much as i want to but it's i mean it's not even a question of whether it's worth it or not because yeah, maybe I don't know about the latest weird indie film that's coming out because I didn't have to spend, get the chance to spend all day researching it. Or I don't know what new band or whatever the hell there is out there, but, Mm -hmm. and I have no creative energy or thought process anymore. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Like the kids are going to, it's all planning for the future for me. Right. The The kids are going to know. Yes, because they remember. They're going to remember. They remember everything. So it's just about, like, no matter what, for me, just pushing through it. And, like, when you think back on it is when you'll re- you'll be glad that you, you did, even though you would much rather be just, you know, relaxing until you had to get up in the, ne- in the morning. For the Do it all again. Ne- yeah, you just, it doesn't matter. Just... Break They're your back for your kids. Yes, it doesn't matter. And it they are definitely obsessed with you. So you're doing something right. And I, I don't I mean, it what came first? That and or the fact that I that, were they obsessed with me and that's why I have to do this, or do I are they obsessed with me because I was doing it this way? I I don't know. But I just think like what would I have wanted? Right. Or like how would anyone feel if you were so excited to see someone that you like literally lose control of your body when that person <laughs> walks through the front door and then for them to just say, all right, yeah, yeah, just go. Uh, I'm, I want to go look at my whatever, yeah. whatever. And it's like, no, that's not what you signed up for, you know? Anyway. Wow. Great question. Great I, answer. I, I Mine know. weren't very good, but, um, good, Who knows if good it was job, great, man. It was an answer. Technically you got an answer. You got an answer, so you can't be mad at us. What's the next question? Okay, I can't help you with that. Okay, um, here's another email from Kaylin. Hello, I love seeing you, Amanda. 
so open about your anxiety lately. I would love to hear how you and your husband deal with it. I have horrible anxiety and I don't drive either. I'm terrified to. Your posts make me feel less alone, so thank you. I always feel like a burden to my husband. He does nothing to make me feel this way. It's just my own thoughts and anxiety. He has to drive me everywhere. Did you feel the same way? I did, and I still do a lot of the times. Um, Anxiety. We both have it pretty intensely sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, All the time. Go ahead. All the time, yeah. Mine is not as bad as it was. Um, uh, So I didn't really have... I had like your typical everyday type anxiety that was just kind of like not really that bothersome when Blake was younger. Like I could still go out and do things and I wouldn't like feel it. And then um, when Blake first got diagnosed and Olive was like two or three months old is when it really hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, I remember it like vividly. I remember... And for some reason, it it has mostly affected my driving, which is so weird because I used to drive all the time. Like, I would drive by myself. I would drive to the beach, and I would, like, park and read, and I would, like, take, like, places, and we would just... I was independent. And then um, I remember when it first hit me the first time it was raining and I was driving to Michael's the craft store and all of a sudden I just started like panicking and I had to turn around and I went home and it's kind of been like that ever since (laughs) yeah um unless it's like to school well okay moms I have to drive that's no I no you're jump you're jumping ahead so that was like No, how long ago was that? Like over five years ago when it first started with the driving thing. And then um, that kind of morphed into like just being insanely uncomfortable all the time, anywhere, no matter what. Um, I remember not even wanting to go to my parents' house, which is just insane to me because I would go I lived there at one point it was very comfortable and a family home and I would just the anxiety for everything was just so huge and if people were coming over to our house like family I would have to go into the bedroom and like talk myself down because it just got so crazy um And then it kind of died down after a while. Just, I don't know, I think like kind of forcing myself to do things. And, um, but yeah, with the driving, I couldn't drive anywhere by myself. So I was okay to drive if someone was in the car with me, like my husband. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. If, if you were with me in the car, I was okay with that. Or if my mom was m- with me in the car. It had to be another adult, though. It couldn't just be the kids. The kids would still... I would still feel, like, alone. It Something had to do with, like, being alone. I think I was worried about having, like, a panic attack or something and being by myself and not knowing, like, what to do or 
if something like happened to me, would anybody be able to like help me? I think that like that was a huge thing. So if I had to drive anywhere, I'd have to like wait for you to get home or I'd have to ask my mom to help me. Like, mm-hmm. can, can you come with me to this place? Um, which is a terrible feeling because you're, it's like all of the independence is that gone. feels terrible but at the same time you need them there to feel comfortable right but then you feel terrible that you have to have them there yeah it's a, it's constant push pull but people situation. it's it makes people feel good to know that if they get in trouble there'll be someone else there that can relieve the burden i mean that's what <laughs> we don't have to get any deeper into it but that's what religions are based on don't go there <laughs> not yet anyway but yes, uh, I just needed somebody else there with me. It it didn't matter who it was. Like it wasn't like I need my husband specifically. It was what like the hell I is just he need. Do? I just need um, an adult here, another person that's not a kid sitting like next to me, and then I would feel comfortable. And at one point in the very beginning too, I like could not go into a store by myself either. Any big, like any um, like big place or even small place. I don't know what it was, but I was very much like. Once it got past the opening of the door, the store, it was like we can't go into like the back part of. Can't go deep into the store because I have to be able to like bolt out of there if I need to. Like I need to know where all my exits are, and I need to be able to get there like quick. I'm that way about somewhere I don't want to be, but if it's a place like you know the grocery stores or like. Disneyland, it wouldn't bother me oh my to God. have to get out of there. But if I'm in Disneyland. like a situation that I don't want to be in, I have to know like this is going to be done at 12, right? Like I can leave here at 12 or like mm-hmm. I, I, it, I, if there's no end, that's how I am at work. You know, uh-huh. like I have to know like I'm doing this at this time and it, I'm going I'm to be finished with that by then and I get to leave by this time, right? Like you're not going to leave me stranded at this job. Um, open-ended until it's finished like i can't function in that i gotta know that i get to leave at three o'clock or right. else i'm trapped here and then that i'm then i feel exactly the way you feel about being in any place but like for me going to target like i love target no uh, <laughs> so i don't well, mind going but no mine was like specifically like i would be okay if we were like outside anything outside i'm like okay i'm free out here i'm not trapped Going inside anywhere, it was very nerve-wracking for me. But since you were talking about Disneyland, I think Disneyland would kind of freak me out too because that is insanely crowded, which would make me super nervous. And plus, like, you can't just be like, I'm going to go and be, like, in Frontierland or wherever the hell that mm-hmm. is and then try to get to your car it would take an hour well that you definitely can't get out i would have to like you can't get out of there i have pictured it in my head if we try to take the kids there and i freak out what would i be doing would i be like literally running to the exit i mean i probably would be Mm, you you kind of get paralyzed in fear which i would as well but um like if anyone pulled a gun on me like just just shoot me i don't want to feel this anymore (laughs) like i i i i uh, freeze. I, I go, I'm I just very get much like, I get fear, but just like, get me out of here. I need to get out now. I mean, I did it like recently when we were in, I can't go into home Depot still. I don't really like it in there. 
Remember? I mm-hmm. was like, I got to go. We got to get out of here. I was here. like, seriously, help I just me. need to pick out a mirror. Like, it'd be three more minutes. And I was like, no, please help me. I have to get out. And now I just think it's, kind, just like it's kind of funny for me now because I've come such a long way. I'm going to pat myself on the back because I have. And um, now I kind of like laugh at it. But And the driving has gotten a lot better. I was basically... F- kind of was forced in the situation to to go by myself because I didn't have anybody to help me you were at work and my mom who was helping me take Blake to school every morning and pick her up every afternoon she would drive over to the house and come with me um she couldn't do it anymore she had to help my dad with some stuff so I was had to pick up Blake. So I was like I was forced to go myself and that has helped a lot. I mean I've I've been doing that for like six months now, just taking her to school, picking her up. But I can go and do other things too. Not super far away because it still kind of makes me nervous, but I'm really I'm a lot better than what it was and I, I definitely felt like a huge burden on everybody doing that and I felt super embarrassed um because of it and I still can't drive on the freeway I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable doing that a lot of people struggle with that I know if I have to go on the freeway like let's say I have to go tomorrow I would call my mom and be like hey can you help me out and and just ride with you well she would be driving I wouldn't I can't even I I can't even drive on the freeway still so she would be driving my car and I would be sitting passenger for whatever reason, you know, we were going on the freeway mm-hmm. for and and I'm not I used to be super embarrassed. Now I'm just kind of like it is we're functioning, what it so is. whatever. But Instacart is a godsend. Oh my god. And Amazon. I just had I get Instacart a couple times a week. It just came today this morning. I mean, it Amazon I, is I a don't life have saver. a problem going to the store and, and going to get that stuff, but it's really helpful because Olive is here with her therapist in the morning and I have to be here. Uh-huh. Excuse me. So, Instacart. <laughs> and as problematic and as guilty I, as I feel about using Amazon, still use it. Because you how am I going to get Amazon. that thing otherwise? From the store itself. Mm. Well, okay. Problem solved. Very cool. Um, what I mean was there anything else with the question? Let me see. I mean, I think you covered it. <laughs> what about, about your the microphone. anxiety? You probably don't want to go there. Um, you know what? I don't want to go there. I'd put money on. They don't want me to go there. So, I mean, uh, it's weird to talk about now for a whole new reason, which is that. It's such a flavor of the week topic that everyone wears as a badge of honor now. And it's like everybody, anxiety this, anxiety that. It's it's very zeitgeist and now it's sexy, you know. It's like For it's some a joke. People. Not like people make fun of it, but like no. it's just oh, everyone has it now. It's like, well, that's true. But um it just feels like, oh, you're just trying to toe the line now that you're talking about it which is like well um but have you had it since you were five <laughs> no most people no but it's it but i've had it my whole life when you're 
Well, that doesn't mean the more that and the more respons- are... responsibility you occur as as the more you get older, the worse it's always gotten. But right, I had that in- terrible, you know, spell last Something year. About spells. Yeah. No. Um. But I. It's not to say that I think people are only mentioning it because it's the cool thing to talk about now. I feel like if I talked about it, this is the self deprecating mm. to a fault, you know, self defeating right. thing that if I talk about it now, that's going to be like, this guy just wants attention because he's jumping on the bandwagon, which is oh, not true. I mean, no, I, I, my life has been riddled and, um, just lots of riddles. In tormented. Life. Yeah. Just real. No. Um, <laughs> Just in as my earliest memories, mm-hmm. every situation from school to sports to friends, houses on the weekend to church, church whatever, is like every second is every memory. I can remember that I was terrified of some possibility of something happening. Just mm-hmm. constant low-grade fear and panic or paranoia you know, and last year I had a terrible, like, eight months long panic attack that I lost like 30 pounds that in was two months. Scary. Um, that was really scary. And I mean, I think maybe I'll get into it at a different time, but yeah, that it was like the darkest moment thing. in my life. And now that I've found a way, I'm just, I'm panicking just talking about it right now. I'll be honest, I can't even breathe. <laughs> it's <laughs> don't, so hard don't to talk about, about. Don't talk about it then. Because it's a hard thing to talk about. Because I finally came out of it. it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was just, I had to like give up a lot of things that I like was holding on to about myself in order to kind of um, get better and feel good. And so I feel really good now and I'm happy you know, for the first time in forever. And even though that's more maybe dealing with depression and those things, but to talk about it again so soon is like, I'm always afraid that like by talking about it is going to make it come back or make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't want to do. So I don't want to dive into it, which I could do like four hours on, but (laughs) I know like all the advice stuff is to like, acknowledge it and see it as a separate thing like it's not you are not your thoughts so any um thoughts of anxiety or any of that you just like acknowledge it and recognize it Mm -hmm. but it's know that it's separate from who you are and you just kind of wave at it and go on but for me those um practices don't really work I mean, most things don't work for me. Like medication <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> it made things a lot worse. Yeah. Um, therapy didn't work. <clears throat> Meditation well, you, I think didn't you work. Had a shit therapist. Well, you didn't even really have a therapist. <coughs> a psychologist, but psychiatrist. <laughs> um. So even with like pain medication, which is a completely separate topic, like it doesn't work. So Even things like don't the work CBD for me. Stuff doesn't work for yeah, him. Yeah, like nothing works for him. He weird things, like, things like that nothing. are supposed to like affect you, like physically or mentally. Like they don't, they don't, they just don't do it. Like I'll take medication. Even like with weed, they're like, oh, you only need two hits of this, and it'll make you. And I'm like, well, I took six. I don't feel anything. And I'm like, well, that's just the first time. 
no, this is like the eighth time. What's going on? Is this stuff like literally just grass? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, is this fake? But I don't know. So for me, like acknowledging it and like addressing it and recognizing it does not do anything. lessen it for me. Mm-hmm. Like it does for, I think, most people who swear by that. For me, it's like, it's supposed to make you feel better. But for me, it makes me feel worse. Like I imagine it as like, um, say you're like, someone's treating you like shit or like yelling at you at work or at wherever you are. And like, um, the best thing is to just like walk away from that person, go to somewhere where they're not. And I'm sure it might feel kind of shitty inside to not have told that person off or spoke your mind or, you know, retaliated or basically acknowledged that person and recognized them and Mm -hmm. like called it out for what they were. But at least you're away from it, so it's not affecting you now. It's whereas, healthier for you. Yes, healthier for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, if I would address that person, or in this metaphor, that person would be anxiety. Mm-hmm. If you address that person in real life and said, you know what, you know, told them that, you know, you spoke your mind and you called them out, and you, now you're in a screaming match. Right. And now things are ten times worse than they were if you would have just walked away from it. So like, it's still there. But it's at a distance. I, I, I've got it at a distance. Like the way people have described it and that, that I love to do it too is like, it's like a monster in the basement. So like it's there, but the door's locked. So like I can function up here in my everyday life. I got this creature locked in the basement, but he can't come out. And so like sometimes when you're feeling brave, you can go down there and try to, you know, take a swing at it or battle it, but ultimately you come crawling up the stairs bloody, you know, like barely alive and you slam the door and go, Nope, not going to, not going to defeat it today. So I keep it at bay. It's not the way that, you know, you're typically supposed to handle it. But, um, for me, it's the only way that works right now. Cause I'm just trying to get by, you know, like I just got to right. be here for my kids. Cause like there was a time where I was like, texting you like i'm not gonna be here it got so very scary. um it wasn't a suicidal thing <laughs> and there were you know but it was a more of like a oh man like i just do not want to be in existence you know it's not like it's it's very different it from was, suicidal thoughts or like yes being like that it's like oh man i would like it was just like waking up in the morning and being like jesus again like i have to do this again like why can't this be done already and that's a mixture of anxiety and depression, which I have at bay right now. Um, so I want to keep it there because I'm functioning and I have my own ways of dealing with it, which are not, I wouldn't advise and I'm not going to give advice, which I just, which means advice. So sorry, I'm trying to sound smart <laughs> when I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but if, I keep it at bay the ways I keep it at bay. If you're worried about it being sparked or whatever from talking about it, then don't fucking talk. No, about it. it's not about from talking about it. But um, all Excuse I did, me. all I did was talk about it for like ever. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like over having to talk about it again. Like I just don't. I have nothing else to say about it. Like a one way I was dealing with it was every time I had a thought or an analogy or a way to describe it, you know, or something I wanted to say, I would just write it down. And then it would, you know, relieve some of that, relieve some of the anxiety or depression or whatever. And then 
just for like two, three years, I have my notes in my phone. It's just like, write it down, write it down, write it down. Every thought you have about it, every way, every new way you've thought to describe it. Or, uh, you know, a metaphor you may have come up with, some analogy, some, just the way it makes you feel. Always write it down. Even if you've written this same thought down four times, if it comes back again, write it down again. And by write it down, I mean put it in your phone because it is 2019. Um, what is a pen? Hell uh, yeah. So, and, but that slowly started to relieve more of it and more of it. And then I was writing like 15 notes a day. And then it was like after a few months, I was writing 10. And then I was writing like five. And then it was writing like five a week. And then it was like, well, only once every few weeks, I would have to write a thing down. And then I rarely, if ever, do it anymore now because like you just purge and purge and purge until it's gone. Not like the anxiety purge and the depression is gone, but like these that stuff can just build up. So if you don't get it out, like most people want to talk to a therapist and that's good too. But like with, it's so much harder to do than to just think about because schedule is hard. Getting a good therapist is hard. hard. Yeah. Paying them to sit there. But if you can look to yourself almost as a advocate in some way and like, you know, you talk with yourself and we're professionals here. I mean, if no. you need to see someone, see someone. Yes, of course. But for me, like in the in the downtime when I couldn't see somebody, I would just put my thoughts out into the ether and put them down on paper or in your phone. And then just, you know, it helps just as a pressure valve and eventually right. more and more. And then you feel like, well, now I'm back to like a low grade anxiety. Well, and there were times where you probably wouldn't have been able to like physically get out and do that too you know because you were like i have pictures of you like curled up like yeah um i remember having to like pull my boss into my office and be like i i'm useless to you right now like i just let me try to figure this out um and don't fire me (laughs) because like i'm going through some stuff and i can barely be here right now yeah but i literally have to be in order for my family to keep the, I mean, my psychiatrist or whatever was like, you need to go to a facility mm-hmm. for like 72, 72 hour. And I'll, I'll call them and sign off on that right now. And it's like, I, my family has to eat. And they're like, you, they're like, I would, I would recommend it for you. And I was like, I, I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, you need to have this number then, because if you start having these thoughts, you need to call this number right away because I, I recommend you go to a, into a facility today yeah and i was like thank you goodbye <laughs> i was like i'm not I don't recommend that, that kind of goes uh, into what yeah that's not recommended at all but like that's just the way but i think woman, that's how i can come home but the therapist still chase yes. the kids around for three hours even though i'd rather just be but also that psychiatrist was probably not the best fit for you either no I mean, and it takes forever to find the right it takes one. forever it's not like you can i, I know, give quote, up on unquote, things. shop around and like because it all takes so much time because yeah. they have to like build a rapport with you and f- figure shit out, you know. Good mental health is a luxury. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. It's it's for rich people. It's for rich people with time on their hands. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you're not one I both of those things, good luck because I couldn't find the time or the money for it. And I should be putting myself more first. Not, uh, I can't even say it out loud. You need to be. In my, in my world and in my mind still, there's no such thing as confident. There's Mm -hmm. humble and there's arrogant. 
which is wrong. <laughs> That's not <laughs> a good mentality. But like, mm. you can't have any self-worth or you're just an arrogant prick. So Help I'm me. battling that all the time. I know. You need to start putting yourself but first. What's funny about that is I'm, I'm confident I come off as an arrogant prick on this thing because I'm covering up for the fact that I hate myself. Okay. Send us an email. Yes yeah. or no? no? Do you think he sounds like an arrogant prick? Don't send me, I don't, don't send think the email so. to the podcast. Just send it to my wife because if I see it, <laughs> just I won't send be it here to, next week. Just DM it to me. No, I don't think you sound like an arrogant prick. I think you sound like a nice young man. <laughs> I think I made my point, but I think I had more I wanted to say too, but I forgot. So well, and I didn't want you to get too deep into it either with the anxiety thing because I no. know it is. I I I'm planning on like maybe once we get enough of these um, under the belt, I don't maybe get too we deep do into a, that like a, you are an oral history and you because can give your like life story on one episode and then like part two will be all to like mine and then life story well, my life story isn't the cliff's notes near. find cliff get his notes here's my life story child teen adult that's it my mine is not as like riveting as yours mine's as not riveting either okay riveting me the only thing riveting about mine is the literal riveting i do at work <laughs> nice no mine i was a kid an older kid a teenager adult that's, that's it because you've never introspected about anything look there was nothing interesting going on i had a typical normal everything you are the one that had the extreme wow got, bah, 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 bah. quiet sorry <laughs> um you had the whoa and i had the mark but Mar is not bad. It's just whatever. Oh, I love Mar. <laughs> Did you stop it? No. My bad. Okay. We ain't stopping shit. <laughs> okay, shit. Uh, no. Wait, am I supposed to be talking about my childhood? No, not today. Oh, well, That's I feel like... a two-parter. Are you kidding me? A two-parter. Not for me. I could tell you my childhood no, in 30 seconds. No, part one is seconds. you. Part two is me. Part three is yeet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. See, yeah, he that's has all time. these topics planned, and I don't know shit about them. So I'm hearing this childhood thing for the first time. If I said it out loud like I just did, then I'd be like, oh, you know what? That's dumb. We're not doing that now. So I have to hit record and say, this is what we're doing, and then now we have to do it. Fine. Whatever. Remember what but, I talked about necessity before? Yes. Okay. I have sure. to make it. Yes. That. My childhood is not anything. Okay, let's it's wrap up the email. It's a typical childhood. Though. I had birthday parties. I sounds had like things. you're really, um, yeah. Sounds like it was really. You're, oh, uh, I mean, I guess I had. I guess. Oh, are you talking about how, how anxiety started and all of that? I don't know. Oh, it could whatever. be interesting. I guess that could to know be who thing. you liked in middle school. Okay, it's just who I who liked. Knows? I didn't like anybody. Who knows? Um, in, in middle school, I had one friend. You sound well adjusted. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Okay, so did we answer? Did you think that was a good enough answer for that email? I mean, I thought you did good. I don't think well, I really got to make the point I wanted to make, but Kaylin, that's typical. Do you think that was good enough? I don't know. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. I, in, um. That. <laughs> that. Oh. Okay. Cut that out. 
There is another one, but I think the other one's going to require even more preparation to get into it. So I think we'll save it for next time. There is another one. It goes deeper into like relationship. Deeper and between deeper. two consenting adults. That will be a longer episode. Right? Well, it'll be another episode because this one's already long enough, I think. Excuse me. Um, another episode, yes. Um, okay, so... Yeepers. What am I saying? All right. I think I was going to do it for this week, no? That was great. Yeah, that's probably good. Those are some good topics. And then, you know, down the line, we'll go into that stuff deeper because... We have more stories or something, right? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, Anything you want to leave it with? Um, Just that kindness is the light of life. That's it. That's on. (laughs) Wow. I'm drinking tea, and this is on the little tea bag thing. And so um, there you go. Let's see. Okay. Um, Today, even though this isn't going to come out today, it um, is World Suicide Prevention Day. Which, um, hey, look, the age-old thing is if you're having thoughts of suicide and um, dealing with depression and et cetera, you should um, say something, you know? That's always the... Of course. Of course, but... Um, it's hard, too, though. You know, yeah. Um, yes, in regards to that, that's true. You should, if you are feeling with that dealing with that and feeling that way um which is very hard to do though because mm-hmm. um when when someone is drowning it's very unlikely they're going to have the composure to ask for, ask help. for help so if you are someone who is um grounded and have a strong foundation i guess and not dealing with those things um you're basically planted on firm ground. Maybe you look around to the people in your life that you know and uh, your loved ones and just think to yourself if there's any possible way that these people could be struggling with something that you may not know about, if there's any inkling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe reach out to them yourself because, like I said, it's when you're in it, you don't really have the wherewithal to ask for help as much as you may want it. It's just, you're not thinking it clearly, seems so and it's so out of reach too. Well, like I said, if you're right. if you're drowning, you really don't have the capacity to compose yourself and be like, "Excuse me, could you toss me a lifeline?" Right. You're just you're just trying to stay afloat. So just look around, and yeah, that's an awkward conversation to have. With people you know, especially with people you know, but, um, hmm. I mean, the discomfort that may come with that will pale in comparison to how bad it's going to feel if it's too late. So just something to think about. And this is a week after that probably, but still it's never too late to, if you see someone and you think even for the slightest bit they might seem like they're not themselves anymore 
Or maybe they just are down and they just need someone to pick them up yeah. to make them, to let them know that, hey, someone notices you, so. Or even if they seem fine, they might not be, you know? I think it's just reach out. Let everyone general. know that you're, yes. you're you remember them know. and you're there mm-hmm. for them and that, uh, you know, you see them still. Because that's the, that's the worst thing is when you feel like no one sees you, then you feel like, well, it won't matter. Right. And uh, that's the furthest thing from the truth. So that's it. Not to get be a downer on everyone here at no, the end no, there. No, 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 but it had to be said. And I guess nothing else has to be said. And <laughs> um, lastly. Yeah? I, was gonna, I don't know. I thought I was going to come up with something funny, and I don't have nothing. Oh, that's my, that's my life story. <laughs> so, all right, then, till well, next time. The next time you will hear from us, we will have slept in a bed that is not our own, a.k.a. the hotel, and we will let you know how that experience goes if the kids end up spending the night at my parents' house or if we have to come get them, and then, you know what, they might just stay at the hotel with us. I don't know. Either way, we're not sleeping here. We're not I'm sleeping here. It. We're this, Screw this butthole shoe-infested fucking place. Okay. It's a nice house. It is a very nice <laughs> I'm grateful for it. I mean, I don't like the so smell. Much. I don't like the smell. Light a candle. God damn. That's a... Bye.